Coming up on today's Locked On Golden Gophers, head coach Ben Johnson is already hot on the trail trying to bring in some transfers to the University of Minnesota basketball team. We'll talk about who are the players with Minnesota ties that Johnson's trying to bring back into the state. And also, spring football starts on Monday. P.J. Fleck took to the podium to talk about it. We have competition that we haven't had in years. At every position, everybody's going to compete. We're going to break it all down right here to wrap up the week on Locked On Golden Gophers. Welcome into the show. Nate Dickinson with you here on a Friday. Going to break down everything that happened with Minnesota basketball over the last couple of days. There are plenty of players transferring in the offseason with Minnesota ties who new coach Ben Johnson will hope to bring to the team. And also, it's back on the football field on Monday. Spring practice technically started yesterday. We'll get to that with P.J. Fleck in just a minute. But the head coach of the Gophers took to the podium to talk about what he wants to get out of his team on the gridiron this spring. That's all coming up here on our Friday edition of Locked On Golden Gophers. I'm Nate Dickinson, here with you the whole way. Well, we'll get to everything going on with Minnesota basketball, football, all that. But first, let's update you on everything you may have missed over the last day in Minnesota sports news. Starting off with the Minnesota headlines, biggest story out from yesterday. There will be no fans at any remaining Minnesota Gopher home games in any sports for the remainder of the school year. Now the University of Minnesota said it will not have any fans at any remaining games for the winter or spring seasons, but it did leave the door open to have fans at one event, the football spring game. I would say that that means there's a pretty good chance there are going to be fans at that spring game if they did exclusively leave that one on the table. So, if you're looking forward to going and seeing your football team, then you can get excited. Otherwise, unfortunately, the baseball, softball, the other spring sports fans, they won't be able to see their Gophers play in person this season. This, by the way, not a Big Ten rule. This is a University of Minnesota rule. The Big Ten recently said that all the schools could follow whatever the state guidelines are, which would allow for Minnesota fans to see the Gophers play this spring. But the school electing not to take any chances, and it will be empty stadiums at least for the rest of this school year for the Gophers, save maybe that spring football game. And fingers crossed still for that one. But again, I'm thinking that if they're leaving it out there on the table at all, they're going to do everything they can to have fans there. So I'd be getting excited to watch some spring football. Only other real Gopher news outside of scores to tell you about are that Gopher wrestlers are headed to a last chance Olympic trials event this weekend. Now, Gable Stevenson has already qualified for the Olympic trials. A whole bunch of other Gopher wrestlers are hoping to get their name onto the list as well. We'll, of course, keep you updated on anything that happens over the weekend there. As for scores from yesterday for Minnesota sports, soccer team picked up a win against Purdue, one to nothing. Golf team was not as impressive over on the road in California. At Stanford, the team 26th overall out of about 30 teams at the event. Angus Flanagan shot well, though. He's at 14th overall individually after a one-under open on the round. Those golfers will be back at it today again in Palo Alto for the good win in Stanford. Also, baseball is at Nebraska at 2 p.m. today on the Big Ten Network, and the men's swimming and diving NCAA championships continue again. Televised events start at 5 p.m. on ESPN3. We do have gophers in the pool today. Jake Butler is in the three-meter diving event, and Max McHugh will be in the 100 breaststroke today. 
Also this afternoon, women's tennis is against Northwestern at 2 p.m. The volleyball teams on the road against Northwestern at 4 p.m. That game is on the Big Ten Network over on BTN Plus at 5 p.m. You can watch the softball team take on Illinois. And the track teams, men's and women's, are at the Big Ten Indiana Invitational number 1. That's what the website officially called it. That starts up at 5 p.m. Rounding out the schedule for today, men's tennis faces off against Purdue at 5.30 p.m. today. That's a look at everything that happened yesterday, is going to happen today, and all the news you may have missed around the Minnesota Gophers here this afternoon. Coming up in just a minute, we're going to break down everything that P.J. Fleck had to say as his team opens up spring practice next week. We'll break down all of that with everything from Coach Fleck and everything from Ben Johnson's first couple of days in trying to bring some new players into Minnesota. That's coming up in just a minute right here on Locked on Golden Gophers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Whatever it is that you want to place some bets on, Bet Online can get it filled for you. Whether it's sports or award shows, reality TV, anything else, Bet Online has the line for you, has the info that you need, and can make sure that you get all your bets placed and that you're making the money you deserve. They'll even get you some free money too. If you head over to the website and enter the code LOCKED ON into their little sign up box, you get that promo code and get 50% on a welcome bonus on your first deposit. So go on to betonline.ag, enter in the promo code locked on when you sign up, get some free money to play with, and go ahead and start making some money. Again, over at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. We're back talking more Gophers in just a minute here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Nate Dickinson with Locked On. Back in on Locked On Golden Gophers, Nate Dickinson with you here on a Friday. We're going to talk about everything that P.J. Flex said in his opening press conference of the spring season. Team set to officially start-start practice on Monday, but Fleck explained even that his team was going through some light stuff Thursday, today. So the squad's getting warmed up right now for the big open on Monday, and then hopefully we'll be able to see the team at some point for the spring game. We talked about that earlier in the first segment. And we'll talk about what P.J. Fleck had to say about what this team's done since the last time we heard from them. Before we get to all of that, though, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So P.J. Fleck goes to the podium yesterday, really just to kind of give a formal introduction to the season. There's nothing all that hard-hitting that the media can ask him about. Yes, it's been a few months. If something major had happened, then maybe this would be a little bit more interesting. But right now, what you have here in this presser is just kind of a, hey guys, how you been? This is what we've been up to. This is what we're going to do. All the good stuff that you can put in your newspapers. So, well, the fans can get excited. And the fans are getting excited because football's right around the corner again. And the snow is melting off the ground enough that we can think about getting those pads back in the dirt. But this spring football team for Minnesota has a lot of questions around it, especially after the last season the Gophers had. Can Minnesota get back to what it had in 2019, that magic that led to such a big run and put the Gophers and P.J. Fleck with the Gophers on the map? Can they do that again? And he was asked P.J. Fleck, what is it going to be that's different next year to make sure that 
the 2020 season doesn't happen again, and the 2019 season can't. And PJ put it quite simply, big part of the reason why this team's going to be different is because it's not going to look all that different at all. Uh, we lost two starters. I mean, they're both going to be high draft picks. Ben St. Just and, and Rashad Bateman, everybody's back. Not only that, we added a lot of people. And we've started our conversation with our players. We might not be picked to, to win this and win that. We might be, be, be picked fourth, fifth, sixth, you know, seventh in the West. Who knows? I don't know what we're going to be picked. But we're already creating that internal expectation and that internal pressure because I really like this football team. And he's right. Minnesota probably won't be picked in the top three to win the West Division. Nothing the Gophers have done on the field in 2020 would suggest that they've earned that kind of a ranking. And from a national standpoint, there's no reason to believe that the Minnesota Gophers will be able to put it back together. And there's just as much of a reason to believe that 2019 was just a fluke. So as far as the national standpoint or the national view on Minnesota football is, welcome right back into that under, underdog spot. Because Minnesota football is no longer a favorite to do anything. It really wasn't from the start. I mean, Minnesota wasn't favored to win the season opener against Michigan. But the Gophers were able to put together a 2020 season at the end that started to look like it could be able to figure things out. And as P.J. Fleck just mentioned, this team didn't lose really anybody from that 2020 team. Now, the two players he did lose in Bateman and St. Juiced are very good, but they're players who can be replaced. And this Minnesota football team next season is looking to be not only very talented, but very experienced as well. And in the fall of 2020, while everyone was complaining about how terrible the Minnesota defensive backs were, maybe in the fall of 2021, people are going to be able to say their praises to that same unit after it's gone through those growing pains. So that's the first thing that P.J. Fleck mentioned, just how this team is going to have itself a lot of experience coming back, and maybe you shouldn't be thinking about a rebuild as much as a retooling or a bounce back to try and get back to where the Gophers were before this year. Kind of the ground floor that P.J. Fleck is kind of laying the foundation for as he continues on in the presser. Because he will go on to answer questions about some of the things that went wrong in 2020. Things like the special teams or the defense at times. And while Fleck didn't spend a lot of time on those, and I mentioned this was not supposed to be any sort of a hard-hitting press conference, he did talk about the replacements and changes that had been made in the offseason. Uh, we've kind of had that move. I think we've made some major changes and some major fixes as we move forward. I think we have. Um, I think that's helped us in our recruiting department, and it's going to have to. And and that's pretty much, again, more that he said on just the subject, but it, it was a lot of that kind of stuff when asked about the stuff that went wrong in 2020 from P.J. Fleck. He really turned it into looking forward and kind of turning the page on that season and really wanted to focus on what's next for this team, which obviously you can understand after the 2020 season that he went through, why uh, he would want Minnesota fans to not forget about it, but be able to look forward to the next season even more so than if he had uh, done a little bit better, let's say. Anywho, moving on, he, PJ was asked about just what he wants to get out of these spring practices, because it's such a weird thing to go into this group of spring practices you're allowed 12 after a pandemic and after a season in which Minnesota had so many different things to worry about it was the special teams at one time the defense was pretty poor throughout it seemed like every other game there was some other thing that would rear its head 
So Minnesota has plenty to look forward to. And for PJ, it was really a whole lot more of the reiteration of what he had talked about before in this pandemic about sticking together, being able to control what his team can control. And this was the message throughout the season. PJ would say, we don't know if there's going to be a COVID test tomorrow. We don't know if our game time or game day is going to change tomorrow. All we know is what time practice is. All we know is what time the next thing is. And all we know is what we can control. So we want to do that. It was the message of the pandemic. And it was the message of these spring practices as well from PJ. Focus on all the right things. All the things we can make a difference at. Not all the things maybe we can't necessarily do. Uh, focus on what we can do and focus on creating action and change within ourselves, personally, professionally, on the field, off the field, academically, athletically, socially, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. And, and that's what we want out of, this, out, of, out of this team. And you heard PJ go through the whole thing, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. He, he's trying to, as he said before, make people, not just football players and that's all part of it. So that's always been the message from PJ. We're building a family here. We're building a culture. And it's been even stronger throughout this pandemic. It was strong throughout these spring games as well. Because I wanted to bring it up just to say, hey, it seems like this team, at least for now, is still in full-on pandemic mode. They don't know when the next stoppage is going to be. Obviously, these guys are all going through the same contact tracing and everything they've been going through forever by now. So... This isn't the start of a new season for them. And PJ said that too. He said he's treating kind of last year in 2021 like one big season. And if you look at it that way, this is a big opportunity for Minnesota to turn this season around. Because 2020's part of it was not what fans wanted. 2021, with everything that's coming back and all the potential Minnesota seems to have right now, the Gophers should have some expectations built up again. Maybe not the expectations we had going into this season of like, Big Ten Championship, but I don't see any reason why this team can't be able to compete with every team that it plays, at least on this side of the division. No doubt in my mind about that. We'll take another break right here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Head coach PJ Fleck is done with his spring game talks to the media. Ben Johnson talked to the media earlier this week as well. And once he got off the podium, he got on to the recruiting trail. There are plenty of players that are already having college experience or maybe even already playing college basketball or coaching right now that Ben Johnson wants to put on his staff and on his team. We've already heard reports about some of the guys in the transfer portal with Minnesota ties that Johnson has already talked to. We're going to break down those guys in just a minute, right here on Locked on Golden Gophers. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. It's the low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out though which Built Bar is best. It is Built Bar Madness. Every single day, we've been giving you new matchups between two different flavors of Built Bars to try and figure out which one you guys like the best. We don't know which protein bar is the best out there, but we know it is a Built Bar, and we're getting down to the bottom of it. Today's matchup is Cookie Dough Chunk against Birthday Cake. We're going to talk about who wins it next week and who wins the whole thing when we end up wrapping up this tournament as it's getting down to the nitty-gritty. That's your matchup for the day that you can vote on over at BuiltBar.com or at Built underscore Bar on Twitter. And if you do go to their site, maybe even buy some Built Bars, you can use the code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. That's Built Bar and Built Bar Madness trying to figure out which is the best protein bar. We don't know which one it is. 
but we know it's a built bar. Nate Dickinson back here wrapping things up on Locked On Golden Gophers. Going to wrap up the week by talking about who Ben Johnson has talked to in the first couple of days as he takes over as head coach of Minnesota basketball. Plenty of players with Minnesota roots who have ties to the state and are in the transfer portal. So plenty of opportunities for Johnson to get himself a couple of names on his resume and on the roster as guys that he's been able to bring into the school. We'll talk about who those guys are in just a minute. But first, are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest potential rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. That's Locked On NFL Draft. All right, so we're going to wrap things up talking about some of the guys that Ben Johnson has been in talks with here with Minnesota Basketball. Because when he was brought in earlier this week, the biggest thing, as we've talked about, was his ability to recruit in-state. He had reportedly such strong ties in the state of Minnesota when he was here under Richard Pitino, and now he takes over as the head man with a chance to prove that he can bring Minnesota talent into the backyard and staying home. It's going to be a tough task, though. We've already talked about how I think it could take some time if Johnson could get that kind of talent in. But the transfer portal is a different story. This is a chance right away for Ben Johnson to come in and in the first months as head coach be able to say, hey, these other guys who were Minnesota grown, who went away, I brought them back. I'm the guy who is going to do that like I told you I was going to do that. So if Johnson can bring in any of these guys... It's going to be a good mark for him before he even starts coaching. And to be quite honest, as we talked about yesterday, Minnesota's opening for a player isn't all that unattractive. It shouldn't be that tough to bring one of these guys in. And we'll talk about who they are right now. Starting off with Race Thompson, a guy who's already in the Big Ten at Indiana. Now, Thompson did play Minnesota this season already. Now, for the Hoosiers, he started every game this year but he hadn't started any games before that in his first two years as a college player. So he's a first-time starter as a junior, averaged nine points per game. He had 52% from the field shooting, but the guy does not shoot threes. This is a forward who is far from a stretch four. If anything, he's more of a small center. He was eighth in the Big Ten in blocks per game, averaging, I think it was 1.3. He was a team captain as well. He could help Minnesota get some depth in size that the Gophers so severely lacked this season. You think about the times where Liam Robbins had to go out against guys like Kofi Cokeburn or like Luca Garza. Minnesota has nobody else to respond to that. And while a 6'8", 230-pound guy isn't going to do much to stop Kofi Cokeburn either, he would be able to do better than I think anybody else Minnesota has on that roster perhaps. Or at the very least, again, He provides some sort of physicality on this team that had really, really been lacking. Because when teams did get physical with Minnesota, they were able to do things pretty efficiently on the Gophers. So having that ability where a guy can score 10 points per game but be that defensive presence, obviously we don't need to talk about how bad Minnesota's defense was at the end of the season and how badly they missed Gabe Kalsher. Getting some depth in size and on defense, two things that would really, really help. 
Second player I want to talk about is Ishmael El Amin. He's a player who was at Ball State before, again, another Minnesota native, and he was the leading scorer for the Cardinals. Actually, check that. He was second, 16.2 points per game. He was over at, again, Ball State. Also averaged three rebounds and three assists per game, too. So he's the kind of scoring guard that can really help replace the abilities of Marcus Carr, a player who was third-team All-Mac this season, a 40% three-point shooter, someone who maybe even brings an advantage at that area over what Marcus Carr had. And while Ben Johnson is looking for transfer guys to really take over those shoes that Marcus Carr is going to leave behind, a guy like Ishmael El Amin could be that player. He or even Jamison Battle, who we're going to talk about in a minute. I think both of them are two players who are coming in from outside the Big Ten, outside the Power Five, and could really, really, I think, be able to make a big impact right away. Same kind of impact that a Liam Robbins had, both inside, rebounding, defense, all of that, only being able to plug him into a Marcus Carr role. And the good news is, there's more than one of them out there. You've got Elamine, but then you've also got Jameson Battle, which I mentioned, guy who's transferring from George Washington, where he averaged 17.3 points per game. He also averaged five rebounds per game, takes seven threes per game. Oh, and he went to Ben Johnson High School, played at De La Salle in Minneapolis. This guy's been a starter since he got to George Washington as a freshman. I'd imagine if he chose Minnesota, he'd be a starter on Ben Johnson's team as well, just given how little scoring is back for that squad. This seems like an easy fit, a guy like Battle coming to Minnesota. So while you've got guys like Elamine and Battle who could give you that backbone that the team's really been lacking since Marcus Carr decided to leave, you could also add in a guy like Race Thompson who could be that kind of role player that you really need to fill in all those holes. And he does fill in all the holes. He does defense well. He can get himself inside and be physical in a way that a lot of Minnesota players can't. He would fit into the gaps in a way that I don't think the other two would, just outside of a scoring sense. So there's plenty of talent to be had, and plenty of reasons and ways for Minnesota to get back to a level where it can compete in the Big Ten. But it needs to do something. Obviously, it needs to do something. Because Minnesota right now is without Jamal Mashburn Jr., without Marcus Carr. It needs to reconstruct a pretty much entirely new team and new identity and it's the task that's been given to Ben Johnson to complete. It would become a whole lot easier if he could get any of those guys or somebody else to come to the Gophers here this summer. And as we mentioned before, it should not be that hard because there's a number one player on a Big Ten team spot available. Somebody should be willing to take it. That'll do it for Locked On Golden Gophers this week. Again, Nate Dickinson with you every single weekday with updates on everything going on with the Gophers. That means we'll be back Monday with updates on everything that happened this weekend. Until then, row the boat. Skyuma. Go Gophers.